also we got the office theme song that I just tried to play. Hopefully it sounded decent. We got the office shirt and I think we're missing one very important office prop that we need. And I think that prop is right here in this box that's off screen. You guys can't see it right now, but it's this one right here. Dunder Mifflin Paper Company, world's best boss. I'm not a boss, but I like the cup. I actually got this cup for a friend of mine for a gift and never gave it to him. And it just sat on my desk for a long time. And I said, you know what, Jess, I'm just going to go ahead and open this and just use it for myself. No harm, no foul. Until right now where that particular friend um, is probably like, was that for me? Yeah, it was for you. But unfortunately, um, I just never got around to giving it to you, so I apologize about that. Hopefully we're still friends. Yeah? No? Okay. Alright, let's get to the episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 15 of KL Experience. And we got a really, really exciting episode for you because this is a collaboration episode. Myself, Kevin Allen, and members of a two-person weekly talk show on YouTube called It's Kind of a Gray Area, we're combining forces today. You know, we said, you know what? Let's do a fun episode. Let's talk about our favorite experiences in video games. What are some of those like really, really profound uh, experiences that we've had in video games? And we got some really exciting, uh, exciting stories to share so hopefully you guys definitely enjoy it and uh, without further ado let's make it happen let's do it we wanted to kind of go over like what our channel's about and then also what your channel's about um, so if you want to kind of give us a, a good rundown on why you started your channel and what you're trying to do with it yeah absolutely i'd be happy to talk about it so my show uh k al experience is kind of uh focused on two main main areas uh music and personal development and so from the music front, like the first season of my show had 10 episodes and it was very heavily based on the personal development piece uh, where we talked about, you know, effective communication and uh, how to conquer stage fright and how to like the importance of first impressions and things like that. So it was very much kind of geared towards personal and professional development. And then the second season now, it's kind of taking a little bit of a turn, a little bit less on those those main types of topics and a little bit more on on the music piece and sort of the entertainment piece, whether it's, you know, video game streaming or piano or music production, tutorials on on some of the music uh, equipment and apps that I use to, pr to produce. And so it's, it's kind of, I'm, in, I'm enjoying both seasons and both aspects of it for different reasons. And uh, I just feel like there's a lot of information and experiences that I have uh, uh, that I kind of want to get out there uh, to the world. So that's kind of what's going on with that. I've had the channel now for maybe about, I think like four months maybe. So about four months. And uh, yeah, it's it's going really well. And I'm excited. You know, I, I know at the end of the episode, we're going to have an opportunity to, to talk a little bit about... Um, about some YouTube tips and stuff, so we'll you know hang out for that. But yeah, that's that's kind of a little little overview of the KL experience. I'm just excited for opportunity to partner with you two gentlemen today and uh, talk about some really exciting stuff. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's really awesome. And I mean, we're like we're almost we're at, like, a year. We're almost a year. Yeah, I wow. think we're like 11 wow. months old. Yeah, yeah, almost a year old. Um, yeah, and I mean, I I don't know if you've checked out our channel at all, but like 
and we mostly just kind of talk about ridiculous topics, weird moral gray areas that everyone kind of runs into, mm-hmm. and then just anything that we can kind of make into a gray area. Yeah, well, let's, let's go ahead and dive into it, I guess, if you guys are both ready. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm so ready. I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. Right. <laughs> wow, we're honored. Yeah. We're so honored. Yeah. Um, uh, all so, right. Oh, go. Yep. Oh, please. All right. <laughs> so, um, so you told us what, what you want your show, your channel to be about. And I, I, I rewatched your episode zero, zero first, you know, the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you said that you really wanted it to be about, um, hold on. I took notes. Nice. My man. <laughs> you wanted to, it, you wanted it to be uplifting and you wanted to inspire people, which is awesome. I can't think of a better reason to start a YouTube channel. It really, it really kind of kills our reason. <laughs> um, no, we're just doing it for fun. <laughs> yeah, people, we like we have ridiculous conversations just in real life, and then because this isn't real life, uh, and then this is all stage, and then we have, and then people are just like like cracking up at our conversations, like you guys should film this, and we're like, okay, so uh, that's that's kind of where this happened. Hey, so you got you kind of got like uh, sort of real time feedback from people who were enjoying the conversations that you guys and the stories and things that you guys have done, and that's that's really cool to me. That's like it's it's uh, sort of reassuring that that if that small set of people enjoyed it, that there's really a good reason to believe that when once you expand to more people across the world who have a chance to visit that they probably will too. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then one awesome thing about it too is um, just, you know, if like, I think a lot of the things that we like that we watch are things where you can tell the people are having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. So for us, really the only option was to do something that we're going to really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do three shows a week. So if we didn't like doing it, this would be torture. (laughs) Yeah. And again, we're coming up in a year. So we start out with uh, every Tuesday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. And after like, a week. Six, six, yeah, a couple of weeks, we're just like, oh, we could do better. Right. So we just upped it to three times a week. And now we're releasing things on um, Saturdays, special things. Yeah, on the side, some yeah. other stuff. It's like some yeah. sketches and things. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. So today we want to talk about some of our favorite games and game moments in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, so let's get into that. That's the part I'm most excited about here. Yeah. So I'm I can't ready to dive into this. Um, you want to kind of take uh, the start here, Kevin? Like, what's uh, some of your favorite moments? Yeah, I already know uh, everything about him, so I want to hear your <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be honored. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come right out swinging with this first one. So this, whenever I have an opportunity to tell anyone about this, whether this is a, a video game fan or someone who doesn't care at all about video games, I just feel like this story about one of my favorite games. Metal Gear Solid, the whole series I really love, but specifically the very first game, there was a moment in this game where you were, it was towards the middle of the game, and you were facing off against one of the, the main bosses in the game by the name of Psycho Mantis, who was a um, psychic. He can read your mind, everything you're about to do. So as you're, as you're facing off against him, you're realizing that everything you try to do it's never damaging him at all because he always knows what you're about to do next, so he's always able to avoid it. And there's no, there's no possible way that you can attack this guy. And I, at this moment, as you can see, I'm excited about talking about this. At this moment, I usually tell or ask the other person, like, what do you think, what do you think uh, had to happen in order for you to actually get past this? And I'm going to ask you guys, actually, to see if, if you guys have, have just any guess. Like, what, what do you have to do in order to outsmart this psychic who knows exactly what you're about to do. 
Oh man, that's such a classic oh. like sci-fi show dilemma of like fighting like you're a clone or someone that has like the same knowledge as you. Um, man, yeah, you know, I haven't played that one, so I'm not. I don't know the answer, but guessing. I don't. know. I mean, my first impulse would be like you have to do things that are unpredictable. But but that's he could, yeah. He would still be reading your mind. Yeah. I don't know. I honest that is a tough thing to get around i would i would probably spend about two weeks trying to solve that if i played that game i would say i would do something he couldn't get out of like throwing trying to throw like four grenades one all around him and just like what are you gonna do or just think really really mean thoughts about him until he just starts crying (laughs) yeah psychologically i like that actually like like big yeah I actually really like those. those. Those are actually two really good answers. It turns out that neither of those are the answer I was looking for, but they were good suggestions. They, they certainly were. What you had to do is this psychic was reading all of your controller inputs into slot one as you're playing. You had the only way to get past him, you had to unplug out of slot one on PlayStation 1, plug it into the second slot, and then he's not able to read what you're doing, and then you could beat him. What? Oh my gosh. How crazy is that? That is crazy. 20 something years ago, sort of like that moment, I I, I'm, I was just like completely floored. And this is pre, you know, internet. I mean, internet was around, but not as prominent. So I couldn't just hop on YouTube or whatever. I was like pulling my hair out. Like, what What do I do here? You know, and then finally figured it out. So that, that was, that, that's that's my first moment right there. That is Man, fantastic. I never would have figured that out. No. I'm, I'm playing through um, The Witcher 3 right now. And every single time I run into any, like, puzzle or anything, I'll spend maybe 10 minutes on it and then Google it. Cause, like, <laughs> I can't imagine doing that, like, 20 years ago of, like, just there's no info out there on putting it in the second slot. Right. It's, it's so brilliant. Like, they yeah. went to that, like, detail of, like, you physically have to change the way you're playing. Man. That's old school. Really cool stuff. That's yeah. old school. My story hails from my childhood. Okay. Uh, and it is very short. But it is your sweet. childhood was short. Yes, it was. Um, this came in at seven. Uh, so I I was playing Super Mario with uh, my older brother Josh, and he's my older brother, so his job is to torment me. Uh, and so and never let you win, <laughs> basically. And so he told me he was like, oh, he, it was like, all right, it was my turn. I was like, oh, cool, I get to play with my older brother. And so Hold on, real, when can I, I say one thing real quick? Yes, I think it's funny. Like as a kid, when you have siblings. Because all the adults in your life, when you play like a sport or a game or anything or like board game, like they typically let you win. But then when you have an older sibling, like that's that's the one person that will keep you in check of like, oh, you were not better than anyone. Oh yeah, and they'll they'll go out of their way to make sure you don't win, <laughs> right? Because right. they are top dog, and that makes you stronger because you have to work for it. Yeah, but yeah. So sorry to interrupt. Um. So I was somewhere. Okay. So, uh, yes, uh, playing Super Mario with my older brother, and it was my turn. And the whole rule is, and you guys might know this, um, when you're a kid, if once you die, it is the other person's turn. Yes. That's how we all played, right? Yeah. Street okay. rules. Street rules. <laughs> yeah. Living room rules. <laughs> right. um, so he told me, he was like, hey, if you jump down this uh, this tube or this hole, is a warp to the princess, and you beat the level. And I'm like, sweet. So... <laughs> So, so I, I feel like down. I know where this is going. So I jumped out and I died, and then it was right. his turn, and I was like, "You, you jerk!" And I cried and I left. How old were you? You said you were seven. I was no, no, I was, I was probably actually seven. Yeah, 
that's hilarious. And it stuck with you, didn't it? Yes, it did. It really did. Because while you guys are like, yeah, I beat it. I felt amazing. I was like, yeah, I died and I cried. <laughs> so, Kevin, you said you got another one? I got a second. I got a second one. So the next one is one that, um, that shaped my life. It shaped how I communicate with people. So there's a game by the name of Mass. I, I, lo I love how I'm like building it up. Like I'm, it's like it's like a whole theatrical <laughs> yeah. sort of presentation here. Um, there's a game called a series called Mass Effect. It's like you know outer space. It's like visiting planets. I played that one. I played that one. Okay. Yes, right. I'm excited. Both of you have a little bit. Both. Uh, of you? Oh. I have not. I've, no. I've wanted to, and I haven't gotten around. To okay, it. but you at least at least heard of it, and you play. Okay, so that's good. So it's it's balanced yeah. now. You play the first one, and then okay. So um yeah. So the the way that game is when you're communicating with uh, various characters that you meet in the game, you have to uh, answer questions and ask them questions, and you have like this little dial where you could like select what you want to say and things like that. And depending on how you react to certain things or how you respond to certain things, they may or may not befriend you or they may or may not you know give you information that you need to kind of proceed and what I learned in that game is like is when they ask you a question in the game you're like looking at the different options and you're thinking about all right if I say this this might happen you're kind of doing this little micro thing in your head and I kind of carry that over to real life a little bit and and in a way of like when I'm talking to people, instead of like immediately saying the first thing that comes to my to my mind once they're done talking, not taking a whole you know three minutes to kind of just sit there and just think of everything and then respond. Right, that would be awkward. Exactly. Like I just like sit there and just like like Kevin, are you <laughs> Kevin, are you still there? Did you like check out just now? What happened? Um, but yeah, so I started doing that, uh, and it, it's it's uh, it's really one of those moments where I think it's it's like okay, there's some. So I, I believe there's a lot of positives that come out of games and things like that, um, as long as it's not too excessive that you play them. But I think this was one that was like really, really direct to the way that I sort of communicate with people. That's really cool. And that's a really good point of like looking at what you're going to say, like what the effect of that will be. Not just whether you want to say it, but like how that might play out and affect somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's a good way of going with it. Yeah. 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 I, I love it when you can take just any kind of really hobby um, that you just kind of do on the side or whatever, and you can apply it to your everyday life and especially relationships with people yeah. or family. Love yeah. that. Like we, we were doing until everything fell apart, uh, uh, improv classes. Yeah. And wow. love them, man. They were so much fun. I know. And you get a lot out of that about listening to other people. Like you don't like the, the key with improv is to not do what I'm currently doing, of like interrupting someone else and dominating the conversation. Yeah. You never want to do that. <laughs> right. But no, a lot of it's about like, you know, you're working on the scene together. You're not there to be like, I'm going to go out there and be the funniest person. No. You're going out there is like, I'm going to do whatever works the best for this scene. And whoever shines, that's great. Maybe next time it'll be me. Maybe this time it'll be me. Yeah. But your goal is just to make everyone else there look as good as possible. And if everyone has that mindset, everyone comes out looking good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is that's really really interesting. On on the next time we have a collaboration episode, I would love to hear more about that. So you guys, just real quick though, you guys said that you started doing it and then had to stop because of the, everything that happened, right? Yeah. The quarantine. Yeah. How far did you guys get in? A couple of weeks or months? Yeah, it was a couple of weeks. It was like four classes in, I think. I think we were about six, but we had to miss two of them. Right. Yeah, which yeah. really sucked. Yeah, because we went on a cruise. Yeah, super sucked. Right. Are you guys nervous like, in the class? Like, is it like nerve-wracking or is it more fun? 
First day. Both. It's both. Yeah, first day is really nerve-wracking. It's like, all right, come on, stand up. Uh, act like you're a chair. And you're just like, in front of people? <laughs> well, no, the great thing about it is, and I don't know if this is universal at improv, but at least for the class we're doing, the great thing is they really ease you into it. Like, the first thing you do is, oh, yeah. like, stand around in a circle and, like, point at someone, and then they point at someone else. And you just do that. And then you, like, add another element to it. And then you move on to, like, something a little bit more involved and a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're just diving headfirst into, like, all right, go out there and pretend that you're Superman in a shopping mart when they ran out of butter. Like, and you no idea what to do. I'd love to do that. Yeah. It, like, really warms you up to it. But, yeah, it's definitely a a nerve-wracking going into it for the first time. Yeah. Very cool. I want to hear you guys next next, uh, game. I've got a moment. Do you have a moment? You uh, go I will come up with another one. Okay. Go for it. Yeah, going off of kind of what you were saying of like taking away like a life lesson. Uh, I just played this game like a couple of months ago. Uh, Outer Worlds. Have you seen that? I've heard of it. Yep, that's next on my list. It's so it, it's it's a perfect game for me. I don't if, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the show Firefly. Yes. Uh, it feels like that as a video game. So you're someone in a space colony and you're, you have this ship and you're going around from colony to colony doing all these different missions, trying to like save the colony from this group of, uh, corporations that runs everything and is kind of slowly killing off everyone by mismanaging the whole space colony. Firefly. All right. Yeah. So, you know, you build a team as you go along, like you'll come across certain characters that will go on like a mission with you. And then if you play it out a certain way at the end of the mission, they have the chance to join you and like go on your ship with you and be a part of your crew, which is so cool because you, you can play by yourself and you still feel like you're playing with like eight other people because you have this whole team of people. I with like you. those games. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing early on in the game, because this is one of those games where it gives you like moral decisions you have to make at different times that change the outcome of the ending, which from what I understand, Mass Effect is kind of like two. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like create your own adventure stories? Sort of, yeah. Games? Yeah. Okay. Um, So in that game, you, one of the first places you're at is like this really run down um, tuna facility. That's some other name, like a space tuna. Um, Space tuna. (laughs) Right. Uh, But so there's this packaging facility. It's like this small town. They're really run down, really low on supplies. Uh, and part of them split off and went and formed a different colony somewhere else, and they're using part of the resources from the main group. And so you have to decide whether to go and shut down this group of people that kind of rebelled and left the main colony. And if you help them, the main colony, all of them die because they lose all of their resources, their electricity, and like they basically can't continue to live there. But if you choose to save them then the people who rebelled, they're in that position of kind of dying off. And so I I won't kind of give away like what, how that all plays out, but I didn't think through my decision in that. I didn't think it would matter at all. And so I made a decision that later I really regretted. And so for the whole rest of the game, I like carried that with me as if it was actually part of like my history as a person. Like every planet I would go to, (laughs) I would face the decision. I'm like, I can't relive the same thing that happened to the tuna people. I can't I can't let it happen again. It's the space tuna people. Right. Yeah, I so, killed them all. Yeah, so it was just one of those moments of like, you know, your actions have consequences even in a game and you have to live with that either for the rest of the game or for the rest of your life depending on which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. 
Man, that's that's really really cool, and I think that um, you know, as you continue, if if you plan to continue through The Witcher and the DLCs, like oh, that, absolutely. that was definitely everything you were just saying about moral decisions, and like that's how I experienced uh, The Witcher. So I look forward to you experiencing that next. Yeah, I've run into one or two of those moments so far, and it's it's played out well from what I was hoping. So you sound confident in that. Yeah. Well, I mean. I, I might I might survived. have caused I might have caused one entire town to be killed off, but I did save a lot of orphans. So uh, wait, wait, did you cause the orphans? No, I didn't cause them. They were caused by like these three <laughs> evil sisters, but I, you know, I, I liberated them. It's it's not my fault if a town died as a result of that. Well, Kevin, who are we to judge? Right. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I, I do. I do have another one. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of like the, okay, this one I didn't end up crying at. Uh, so <laughs> good story for me right. so far. Uh, and this is actually back in high school. I was in computer class, not working at all. Uh, and super basic game, Snake. Uh, Just, you know, Snake game. So which, you know, you for a while they had a version of Interrupt, that. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> that's like my thing. <laughs> we do it to each other constantly. Right. But I mean, for a while on YouTube, actually, you could like press like control some letter and then it would bring up like a game of Snake while the video loaded and you could like play that on the screen. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know if it's still a thing. I'd have to Google that. But yeah, I'll tr I will not interrupt you for the rest of your story. <laughs> can, I, is my, can I use the rest of my time? This room? Yes. All right. Yes. Um, <laughs> My storage is like 30 seconds long. I know. Um, I'm just so, excited to be... See, there I go doing it again. <laughs> so I'm in computer class, not working. It's uh, like senior year, 11th grade, something like that. Uh, and uh, I beat it. That's pretty much it. I beat the game Snake. I ate my own tail. I don't know a single other person that's done that. Uh, and I stood up in class and was like... And told the teacher. Wait, you... Wait, ha, so you beat it... Does that mean that, like, like the whole snake took up the whole screen? Or how, how, how did it... I, I took up every cube until I ate my own tail, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know either. I didn't know there was, like, an end to snake. Yeah. I thought it just... You just die. Everyone no. just dies no. at some point. I finished it, and I was like, I can't I can't believe this. And that was hours and hours of, com of computer class working. Right. <laughs> That's like a celebrity type of a thing. It's like I've never met as a gamer. I've never met or heard anyone beating the game before. So I think that's pretty, pretty damn awesome. Yeah. Quick <laughs> shout out. I am wearing my N64 sweatshirt uh, representing yes. my, my favorite nice. system. Nice. It's so many memories with that. So, oh, yeah. So good. Oh, Kevin, how old are you? 32. I had to think about it for a second. For a second. 33. Nice. So same systems, same age. Gotcha. Yes. Yep. Yeah, y'all doing an awesome job on the show. I have to say, I read back to one of you reached out to me way back when, when I first, I guess, started using YouTube hashtags on Instagram, and yeah, welcomed probably, me, yeah. welcomed me to the YouTube community. I, I read that, read through that message recently. I was like, that was that was pretty. That was really, it stood out compared to, I'm sure you guys as YouTubers, you know, you kind of see the sub for sub thing when people are, oh, you want to, like, yeah. that type of thing, and yeah. just, like, a whole bunch of stuff, which, by the way, once we get into, we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about that in a, in a moment when we, when we get to the next segment, but it, it just really stood out, and so I appreciate that, and just like I said earlier, just excited to, to meet you guys this way, and, I mean, the video game, this, this might have to be a recurring thing, because I have, 
I have a ton, I, a ton more stories and video game stuff to talk about, but we got 30 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and hold yeah. on to that. We're, yeah. I was going to say, we're actually at 28 and a half minutes right now. Yeah. So we should go ahead and move into the last segment here. Can, can you believe it? But yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got so much more I could say here. I'm definitely up for doing this again sometime yes, soon. Absolutely. So we thought we'd go ahead and wrap up with just kind of us giving out some advice and you giving out some advice of something that you've learned from running your channel that you would want other people to know starting a channel, um, something that might like help them along with that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great idea to, to kind of end the show. Um, so yeah, a few different things. I, I think the main thing is like, is enjoying the process. And I've heard a few people say this, like um, YouTubers who are, you know, have thousands of followers and things like that. And what happens is if you're like overly focused on getting to that point where you have X number of subscribers, X minutes of view time and all that kind of stuff, I think once you get there, things certainly are going to change a little bit in the sense of once you have a lot of people who are then relying on content and are going to stick around only if you're kind of hitting that cadence of, of weekly videos or multiple videos per week or whatever that is, um, I just think it's really important to make sure that while you're in the space that I, I will consider both of us or all three of us to be in right now where we've started recently, we're, we're often running by all, you know, by every sense of the word, um, and we're on our way to what our goals are. But I, I just think that, yeah, it's important to make sure that, that you're enjoying this time right now. I have, I have a 400, I mean, I don't keep count, but I have 421.5 subscribers. I don't keep count on anything, but you know, and, uh, it's, it's like, you yeah, look at, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's a new, new, a new metric they have in there, you know, the decimals. But yeah, just uh, just to wrap that up, just basically to enjoy it while you're working towards it. Um, and then the other thing is kind of like understanding that it's, in my opinion, it's not as simple as, you know, making quality content, but there's like a lot of other stuff from the SEO and discoverability, SEO meaning search, search engine optimization and tagging and all these other things that you have to be willing to take the time to kind of learn and understand and educate yourself because that's like a significant part of, of the whole process as well. So those would be my two things. Nice. Yeah, um, th those are both things we've definitely seen along the way. Absolutely. Matt spearheads all of our SEO. Uh, by spearhead, I mean does completely. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I've, I'm trying to do better with, like with our tags and stuff when we upload, because we'll both split up the editing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a huge part of it. Sometimes it's frustrating because uh, you wish you could just throw something out there and not have to think about it. But it's worth the effort and the time of really doing it right. Because if you want to make something... You, you know, you want to reach people with it. So why not kind of give yourself the best fighting chance with it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, you, you work on the idea of the episode. You work on making the episode, what we're doing now. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you edit it and you get like the audio just right and the video, the quality you want. You render it out. And you've still got a whole bunch of work to do. Yeah. Like all, all of that was like so you can get started so people can find it. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is. It's, it's like a whole other job. But, um, yeah, Carter's starting to pick up on the SEO stuff. I did all the research for that. Um, yeah. You know, we both have our own aspects of the show that we focus on. Right. You know, I mean, that way we're not fighting each other on the same thing every episode. Yeah. yeah. Which I got to say has gone really well. Like our partnership has not had any real like points of tension 
On my Actually, end. On my no, end. I'm kidding. Right? No. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's gone really well so far. Uh, so for my part, of what I would want people to know, um, two things. First of all, just straight up practical advice. DaVinci Resolve is one of the best editing things that you can get. Absolutely. You, you can get a free version, and the free version is missing like six things that the pro version has. And, and it is for professionals. Like yeah. the things that they don't allow you to edit um, or use in the free version is like crazy detailed, high quality stuff you need for making movies. Right. Not for YouTube. Well, you can make a full movie with this, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like DaVinci Resolve, you've got... Oh, it's fantastic. It's for, um, they got it for both uh, Windows and Mac. Mm -hmm. It's totally free. Uh, we work off of DaVinci Resolve 16? 15. 15. The 16 was in beta when we started, but it, I think it's just out now. So yeah. we need to update at some point. But yeah, I mean, for that, you can do all of your video editing. You can do sound editing and sound mixing. You can do color grading. And you can also do like visual effects, like like after effects. But that's specifically Adobe. But the same thing of like, if you want to shoot lasers out of your eyes or fly around or whatever, you yeah. can do that in this. And it's all free. We, we actually, yeah, I had lasers shoot out of your eyes one time. Yeah, in one episode. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just for fun. Yeah. So that is a... Is just a straight practical thing, super useful tool. Um, Blackmagic Design, who puts out DaVinci Resolve. If you guys want to sponsor us, I won't say uh, no. Uh, <laughs> right. uh. um, but then, yeah, also kind of to what you said as far as like you have to enjoy the process. One big thing with YouTube is consistency. You're not going to get very far if you post something one week and then wait three months and post something else and then wait like a year and then you post the thing for a few weeks and then fall off of it. Like, you got to be willing to make it consistent if you want to see results. Yeah. If you're just doing it for fun and you just want to throw something out there so it's out there, you don't have to worry about that. But if you're trying to kind of build a following and build an audience and a viewership, make sure it's on a consistent schedule. We do three times a week. Some people do once a week. Some people do once a month. Whatever makes the most sense for you is best. But just make sure that people know when they can expect something from you. Yeah. Yeah, and then yes. Matt, if you have, uh, you want to end, end us <laughs> out? Very well said. Matt, why don't you wrap us up? <laughs> right. uh, so, but if anyone that's stuck with the show long enough knows that Carter is more well-versed than I am. I did not uh, know that. So, yeah, you are. He'll say words, and I'm just like, excuse me? He's like, just look it up later. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'll say for, if you're making a YouTube channel, um, along with all the stuff you guys have said, and those are all very important the the seo enjoying what you what you do um how to edit and then what was the other one that you consistency said? consistency yeah huge uh for building a uh, followers uh, subscriber base uh is thumbnails uh making thumbnails that are visually attractive will get views yeah that's a small detail that's very important it's i mean because you have at any time 20 to 40 thumbnails in front of you when you're just on a YouTube page. Whether you're currently watching something or you go to the homepage, between 20 and 40, which one are you going to click on? You're going to click on the, you know, the brightest, coolest, most interesting looking one or something close. You're not going to click on the one where it's just like, you know, some kid on a park bench. Like, well, well Batman's over here and there's like bright colors. And, yeah. You know, you're gonna click, yeah. click on that one. Yeah, because the way YouTube works is it like the algorithm suggests videos to you based off of what you watch. So one tricky thing with being a creator on YouTube versus like working on a TV show or something is there's already a million things out there asking for people's attention. Yep. But on YouTube, while they're watching your video, YouTube is suggesting 
as many other things that they think would be interesting to those people currently while they're watching it. So you're, you have to get people to watch it. And then at the same time, you want to hold them there because YouTube is going like, hey, if you like this, here's a better version of that we found on this channel. And here's something more people watch that's similar to this thing. And yeah. here's something you looked up a week ago that maybe you forgot about. So you have to really, really put the effort into all of these things to, you know, build something that people will sit through and stick to. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, that's huge, man. I, I like that. And I, I don't know what you guys use for your thumbnails. I use uh, something called Canva. Have you guys heard of that one? I think I've heard yes. of that. Yeah. I, I tried that. Um, um, and I, I downloaded like seven or eight apps and just like went nuts on all of them. I was like, all right, what is the most intuitive? What do I like the best? Right. Um, I highly, highly suggest, um, Adobe spark It's totally, oh, yeah. totally free. They have royalty free images you can just use. Yeah. It's so simple. I make thumbnails in about a minute. I, I, I want to share something as we're just both, we're also passionate about YouTube right. and our show and our channel. sit here for so much longer. Yeah. Here, yeah, all day. Um, I just want to read a couple, I think this is interesting, a couple episode titles from from your, your channel. Yeah, I think okay. it's really funny when you compare. Yeah. Yeah, the, like our titles versus your titles. Yes. And you'll, you'll, it'll be clear why. Okay, so some of uh, Kevin's, and it's K. Allen Experience, correct? Or K. Al Experience. Yes. All right, so some of your episodes, fantastic, you want to be encouraging and uh, inspire others, are How to Make Music Anywhere. All right. Um, Kevin Allen, um, Allen's Captivating Life Story. All right. Life Balance, or How to balance you know, work your life, life. Balance, yeah, yeah. Uh, i can't remember writing uh, achieving <laughs> goals uh how to conquer stage fright all of these are fantastic titles and very encouraging episodes yes here's some of ours dogs versus cats <laughs> bigfoot hunting and weaponized sharks yeah yeah clearly we're not in the same inspirational educational sphere that you are <laughs> no but we all hope to entertain yeah and give our two cents to the world i just wanted to say that uh yeah just really enjoyed myself and um i look forward to future collaborations as well uh the in-person one that you mentioned once things settle down i think would be an awesome idea we could maybe have a little longer and talk, you know, talk, talk some more about some fun things. And, uh, you guys are doing great. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, the continued growth on your channel as well. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Yeah, definitely Appreciate the it. same to you. Yeah. Um, this was an awesome experience. Absolutely have to do it again. Mm -hmm. And yeah. yeah, I wish you all the best with everything you're doing and, you know, keep up the work on your channel. Cause it's, it's great, man. Yes. Godspeed. Great. All right, cool. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the episode. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed myself, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. I want to thank Carter and Matt for you know their time on the show as well to collaborate. I think uh, we all really enjoyed ourselves, and I think we were all thinking the same thing, that this can't be the last time that we do something like this. So excited for what the future holds, for some future collaborations. And I hope everyone out there watching is having a great day. And, um, yeah, stay tuned for next week's episode where we got something special. We're going to we're gonna talk a little bit about how to celebrate an anniversary during quarantine. All right, it's going to be a really good one. So, y'all have a great rest of the day, and I'll talk to y'all later.